Hi, and welcome to the Lisa Swander Blogcast, a podcast for busy people who need their hands free while they read so that they can go on carding wool or injecting Freon into refrigerators. Ahead, you'll find some encouragement, some pop culture, maybe some humor. And if you do find yourself in the mood for actual reading with your actual eyes, all these blog posts are published at lisaswander.com. Link in the show notes. Today is episode seven, Nobody Puts Indiana in a Corner, from September of 2020, still pandemic times, when I know I personally was reconnecting quite a bit with outside and not constantly being on a computer or trapped inside a classroom with um, two hinged windows that I was not allowed to open, and reconnecting with what I've always known about my state and where we live here in Indiana, which is that it's beautiful. When I was a kid, I didn't know any better. I didn't know there were other places that people would rather visit other than Indiana. We camped when I was a kid at the state parks around, and I would say that Indiana has some of the best state parks. I would put them up against state parks anywhere. Um, But you do have to do a little digging to find the beauty of Indiana, but that's part of why it's great. It forces you to go looking. And I've always been a little irritated with the attitude of people who visit and also sometimes just people who live here, that there's no beauty to be found. There's nothing interesting in the landscape of Indiana, because I think that's more an attitude problem, like a lifestyle problem. If, yeah, you can move wherever you move to California or uh, Florida, uh, if, if that's your thing. And you can find the ocean easily or mountains or whatever it is that you're craving. But I still think if you're not kind of poised to find aesthetic beauty in the everyday and even just kind of the boring stuff that's right in front of you, I I think you can have a mountain view right out your window and still miss it. So I don't know. I have never liked the idea that leaving somewhere can have that much of an impact on your base level of happiness. I think you can find it in a lot of different places. With the important caveat, however, that if you have seasonal depression, or even if you don't, if you're just a normal human, there's probably not like a compelling reason to stay in Indiana in the winter. I, I'd i like to leave in the winter. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's not in the cards. Anyway, at least for three seasons of the year, I think this is a beautiful place, and I hope you enjoy hearing me rant and rave about it. Nobody Puts Indiana in a Corner, September 18th, 2020. Now that I have time to take walks every morning, I'm reminded of something I knew as a kid, but kind of forgot someplace in the drudgery of adult existence. Indiana is rather magical. When I was in college, the Vogue thing was to talk about how much Indiana sucked. Central Indiana was even more a particular target because we have neither the lakes of the northern part of the state nor the rolling hills of the southern region to ameliorate our vast expanses of Hoosier flatness. I attended college right smack in the middle of Central Indiana, Central Central Indiana, if you will, 
And there was much bleeding from the itinerant scholars that all was ugly and boring, and they missed the exoticism of, say, Ohio. I always found this attitude a little irritating. Look, I get that we don't have anything you would immediately recognize on a postcard. I know there are no landforms that make for major tourist attractions. The very recent addition of a beautiful and perhaps insanely overcrowded national park notwithstanding. Interminable corn and soybean fields are your companions for most Indiana interstate drives, and the suburbs are architecturally underwhelming, to say the least. Yes, there are parts of Indiana that are not pretty, but there are a lot of parts that are. You just have to work a little harder to find them. I like that about Indiana. Any idiot can find some wonder of the natural world in the western states. You can locate a mountain without even leaving the comfort of your cramped and germ-filled commercial flight, for Pete's sake. Just look out the window anywhere past, like, Nebraska. And the coastal states, please, could the ocean be any more obvious? Indiana, on the other hand, is a wily minx. She only looks like endless stretches of cornfields to keep the players away. I apologize, my slang was permanently imprinted in 1999. Please substitute an appropriate word from the modern parlance. And if you don't want to be a player no more, sorry again, and you're ready to commit to her, just a small amount of Googling and a medium amount of driving reveals prairies, forests, lakes, waterfalls, caves, creek beds, and river bends that look as much like the face of God as anything they're hawking at the National Park Service, in my opinion. Here's some proof from my walks lately, through public parks so teeming with natural beauty that even someone with nothing but an iPhone and a supercharged poison ivy allergy can still take pretty pictures. In central Indiana, I'll have you know. Listeners, if you'd like to see the pictures that I've taken, go to lisaswander.com or click on the link in the show notes, by the way. It's like our old grumpy pal Thoreau wrote in his journal, the question is not what you look at, but what you see. This could apply to pretty much everything we consume with our eyes, or don't consume, since we're mostly looking at our phones 100% of the time, but it especially goes for nature. We don't slow down our minds enough to really see the beauty in what surrounds us, especially if we're surrounded by the same stuff every day. I think that's exactly how it is for our poor Hoosier state, often looked at, rarely seen. Let me put it another way. In the collective American aesthetic, States like Colorado are Chris Evans, while Indiana is, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch. We all understand that Colorado is beautiful, and you don't need a particularly discerning eye to see that. Indiana, on the other hand, is for the connoisseur. Appreciating it requires a more cultivated sense of beauty, a certain level of aesthetic sophistication. Several hours looking at now-defunct Tumblr fan sites, perhaps. A little effort little imagination. The end result is something just as charming as its more symmetrical brethren, or even maybe a little more charming, since you had to go searching for it. Indiana is pretty, you guys, but you don't have to take my word for it. Go find your own Sherlock. P.S. This is all part of a bigger life tenant. There is no there, really. All places and all moments are a delicious cocktail of joy and suffering, beauty and monotony, oatmeal scotchies and oatmeal raisins. If you're currently sitting in Muncie, Indiana, or Scranton, Pennsylvania, or wherever, and thinking, this place sucks, you're right. It is filled with equal parts suckitude and beauty, 
just like everywhere else. Look for the pretty parts. They're out there. I promise. <laughs> 